You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE, that's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, at checkout. It's a $30 value, and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. This is where the DJ talks. Don't say anything. Okay. Oh, yeah. I am ready for this guy. See how I held the sustain there? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Hold on a second. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Yeah, I like that. Wait a minute. Oh, there we go. All right, I got the right slider. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, put your hands together for the great Paul Charchian of K-Fan in Minneapolis. Hello, Church! No, I think great's a little strong, I'll be All honest. Right. Uh, how about adequate? Adequate. All right, take off, Hoser. You're good. You're more than good. <laughs> good, to, good to have you back on board for the Zabecast. It's been a little while, and I figure that I have waited the requisite eight days post-Vikings defeat to tender, to probe the tender sensibilities of how things are going up there. What's the word in Minnesota? Well, you know, we were we were waiting for the other shoe to drop because you had to, right? I mean, every, every game that close and all the miracle wins and everything, you just figured, you know, there was just there wasn't any real talk of Super Bowl here, so it just felt like 
It was going to happen sooner or later. We would have liked it to have happened one week later. We got our asses handed to us by the, the 49ers. Oh so, Can you imagine? You know, oh, it would have been bad. So <laughs> bad. That's so, right. yeah, now, you know, it's already turned to offseason priorities. Where's the defense? You know, can we blew out our defensive coordinator, which I a lot of people saw coming. Uh, especially Packer fans saw it coming. Oh, Very familiar with Ed Donatel. Ed Donatel. I'm going to get to coordinators in a second. But, yeah, it's funny how an otherwise great, magical, fun, smiling season gets washed away so quickly just because you lost in the playoffs. Right? No, you're no, you're making some assumptions there. I, oh, you know, okay. I re- so I for really you, think- so for you, you still hold this season close to your chest. It was a yes. fun fucking ride, and you accept the vagaries of life and sports as such that you know one team only wins the whole thing. So fuck it. Yes, I mean you know every, every season, every team has like the 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 big years that you always go back and reference. You know, for us, it's two thousand nine, Brett Favre, nineteen ninety eight, Randy Moss's rookie year. You know, these special seasons. This is going to be one of them. We're going to remember 2022 is a special season, even though it didn't didn't end the way we want. It never ends the way Viking fans want. But we'll be talking about this for, you know, probably 10 years as that special season when you captured lightning in a bottle and you had this special magic sauce that you could you could you could you could put onto every single game and you (laughs) just you might just win. Don't say it never happens. It hasn't happened yet. To Viking fans. Correct. And I don't have, probably. at this point, it probably never will. I, you know, the fatalism on that is unbelievable. I, technically, I was alive for one of our Super Bowls, but, you know, don't remember I'm a, it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a middle aged man who has never experienced a Super Bowl. Oh, shit. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at the absurdity of it all. I know a, uh, I know a diehard Bills fan who works uh, in our building. Uh, Shanna Quinn is her name. She does our halftime updates and post-game updates for the Packer Radio Network. Uh, she is uh, an incredibly talented and driven woman in the field of radio, various mm-hmm. radio, country radio. She's a program director. She loves sports. She knows sports. She bleeds Bills, blue and red. Wow. Oh. And I have not seen her yet. I'll maybe see her tomorrow, but I'm thinking about her. That's got to like, hurt. That's got to hurt because I made the analogy today on my show. I said, in a way, the Packers and Bills are in the same position, that they're seeing their progress float away from them, a la the volleyball Wilson in Castaway. Wilson! Wilson! <laughs> because both the Bills and the Packers have gone backwards every step of the way the last three years. Now, some would say, well, yeah, but the Packers have a 40-year-old who's contact-averse yes, at quarterback. Thing, yes, and yes. the Bills <laughs> still have a top three guy in the right. NFL at quarterback. Big so big fucking difference. And I get that. And I get that. But just in terms of that we were so close and now we're slipping away is pretty agonizing. Well, I think it's – I think it's – I, I think anybody would rather be in the, the shoes of a Bills fan right now than a Packers fan. Right? I because would agree. I you've would got ag- 10 more years of Josh Allen quarterbacking ahead of you. And who knows what the Packers have got starting next month? Who knows what the Packers have got? Uh, speculation season is already in full swing. And I got to ask oh, the Viking sure. fan in you, what are you and what are other Viking fans wishing now? On yeah, the we Rogers, talked about this on, the uh, I talked about this on Friday. 
Here's what I'm wishing. You and you, I who, 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 who talked about it for years? Who talked me, about it? You me, and on my who, show on your uh, show, show with who else? I, I was filling in just me. Oh, wow. Okay. He took the day off. Oh, yes. he did. All right. Good for him. So uh, you you talked about what are we wishing for? Because right, for years you wished he would fucking retire or get traded or whatever. Yeah. Or his leg would snap into a million pieces uh, like Barbaro. Or you now are saying, wait a minute. I hope this delusional, selfish, ayahuasca snorting douchebag stays and cripples him for another year. Well, you took all my talking points. Yes, that's exactly right. I hope he stays. I don't want this. I want this team to forego the rebuild as long as they can and have these visions that this is going to be our year. Keep that going because look where it's gotten you for all of these consecutive years. That Packer team is no threat with the version of and and it's not going to change with the version of Aaron Rodgers they've got. That Packer team is not a threat, and they're not going to get any better as long as he's taking all the snaps and whoever should be coming up next isn't. So keep deluding yourself. Avoid the inevitable divorce that needs to happen. I, you know, If it were my team, I know they can't. Unfortunately, they can't just cut him, I don't think. At least not. They got some post-before. Cutting, cutting is too expensive. They right, have trading, to trade him. You can trade after June have 1. him retire. Right, that's yeah. your dream scenario. But who walks away from you know? What is he he's still got a hundred million dollars? Sixty million coming next year if he plays. Yes, but here's the problem: he only wants to play in Green Bay, and he only whoa, wants. Whoa, to whoa, play. whoa! Why do you think that? Well, he would prefer to stay here for his legacy, where it's comfortable, where he can pretty much pull the strings on shit and not get called out by the coach for not running his offense, which many people now speculate. You know, LaFleur probably has a lot of easy dink dunk five yards, six yards, three yards passes that old Rodgers just doesn't feel like painting inside the numbers. That's now a big thing. How much of the LaFleur offense is he really running? So that's number one. But you want he would prefer to come back, keep his legacy intact, scoop up that sixty million, convince the team to keep all his old buddies, Cobb and uh uh, Mercedes Lewis and Mason yeah, Crosby, and, right. right? Keep all right. my keep all my buddies. Stay put. Don't have to change my mailing address. Give me my sixty million, and yeah, pretty boy Lafleur. I'll I'll try to run what you want. That'd be ideal for him. But if they can't convince him to retire voluntarily, they're going to have to kind of piss him off into then saying, "Okay, fuck it. I want to go play somewhere else." But that's only step one. Charge step two is then him acting enough probably through McAfee, that he's good for at least a couple more years so Mm -hmm. it gins up some suitors who are willing to make a move for him because even the most desperate of teams, the most downtrodden and thirsty, like, say, the New York Jets, they kind of want to know, are you still in the football, bro? Right. Is this, you do even care anymore? Is that, is that what motivates you anymore? It's a reasonable question. Now, the Jets, everybody's linking Everybody's linking Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Jets already got burned on the washed-up Hall of Fame Packer quarterback once. Are they really going to go do that again? Oh. I think there might be some other scenarios that make even more sense. What about Pittsburgh as a landing spot? That's a team that is feels like they're ready. They have a they have a Super Bowl ready defense, or they think they do. And all they all they need is a, they're a quarterback away. Charge, they tried to put a first-rounder on a quarterback. Didn't work. Charge, the number of potential spots explodes 
if Rodgers can convincingly show people that he's ready to play two more years. For sure, maybe three until he's 43. The problem is he set all these landmines out for the last three years saying, bragging, I'm not playing as long as Brady is. I'll be long gone by then. Well, fuck, he's 40. So he's going to have to do some real selling on that. If there's not that sell job, I think the destinations are down to like two or three. But let me move on. Let me move on to something else here because a lot of people are sick of the Rodgers talk. Um, I want to ask you, what do you think would be the criteria for a great NFL game or maybe the ultimate NFL game? Because this past weekend's games were meh minus in my book. What would you call them? Yeah, they, they were all. And this happens a lot in this weekend of games. Because your your wild card the previous week your wild card teams are largely mediocre-ish teams right you don't have your best teams playing your number one seeds aren't playing and a lot of the times the teams that get out of that wild card team aren't very wild card round aren't very good and then they show up and they play ones and two seeds Rested. and get their asses handed to them right yeah if, right and so this is not terribly uncommon for this weekend to not be everything we wanted to be and three of the four games were really pretty uncompelling um although who didn't enjoy watching Dak Prescott and the Cowboys make just terrible decisions <laughs> and, and watching Zeke get blown up on that last play and even and even if Zeke hadn't gotten blown up what and you, you complete that first pass where was that guy going with the ball there was nothing to be done at that stage. That was an, one of the all-time dumb play calls. And anybody like me who has been loathed this whole America's team bullshit that has been foisted on yes, us charge. for 40 yes. effing years. Yes. America's team says who? You know, <laughs> did you, was this family feud and you pulled 100 people and 51 of them said that's America's team? No, their oh, marketing God. department said that. <laughs> Fuck that. I love watching the Cowboys go down, Atta baby, boy, in George. the most ignominious ways possible. And that's what we saw here. Yes. Oh, God, it was Lean beautiful. into the dark side. Church working blue for the first time since I can recall here on the podcast. God bless it. By the way, uh, somebody said McCarthy would have probably said, uh, hey, coach, what about that last play? And he would have said, Oh, it was designed to work. It worked in practice all week. We just missed a block. Otherwise, it was a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, that sounds exactly right. Do you, do yep. you remember this skit from, uh, I think it was in, in Living Color? This is one of my all-time uh, favorite skits. Hold on a second. Hold on. What? Hold, hold on. Oh, wait. Oh, there we go. Sorry. Whoop. Hello? Hello, hello? Hold on a second. What's going on with my board today? Explain why in the second quarter uh, you had Greg Graciano attempt a 98-yard field goal. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he could make it. Well, has he ever made one before? Not to my knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought he could make it. Tough coach speak. Well, has he ever done one? Not, no, I don't know. Not to my knowledge. So anyway. Uh, uh, right. Hey, quick. Before you get off, just so, quasi-related. Yeah. yeah. Number one show that suffers today from the laugh track it had then. Oh, boy. Seinfeld. Fuck you. Get off my podcast. Get. Get out. There's, that show is Get as, out. Br- as brilliant as it was in its day. It is a tough watch now. No. Nope. Because of the absurdity of the laugh track. 
serenity now for the man who thinks that Christmas vacation is sorely overrated. Or actually not even overrated, <laughs> well, not funny. You think it's it, plain it not funny. It is plain not funny, but at least I don't have the laugh track telling me when I'm supposed to laugh <laughs> in National Lampoon Vacation. That's the It is the toughest thing on okay. Seinfeld today. All right, so anyway, the games were meh minus, but here's the hook. When I say that, I'm not mad about it. I'm okay, and I watched every second of it. And as I tweeted, I would say with only one lead change all weekend, that's all we had, although a caller this morning chastised me saying there was three and i go what do you mean he's like well they tied twice in the mm. niner cowboy game and i'm like my book that's not a fucking lead change but whatever so no. one lead change four games meh minus games but i'm not mad i watched every second of it and as i tweeted i would say i wasted my weekend but what who the fuck am i kidding it's january i had nothing else going on <laughs> what else were you gonna right? do right. literally so <laughs> But whenever I bring up the the NFL not being the glistening miracle product on the hill, our guy John Kuhn, former Packer, feels like he needs to cape up for the shield and cape up for the NFL and gets very butthurt at any hint that it's like, oh, as a football junkie, I loved it, man. There was a lot of great plays out there. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, whatever. So I then thought, well, what would be the criteria for the ultimate NFL game. And I've got the following criteria and I'll let you listen. Then we can start thinking of what games fit the bill. And there's no perfect game, but a perfect NFL game would have the following criteria. Ready? Mm -hmm. One high stakes. It's Mm. gotta be something playoffs, preferably championship game or Super Bowl. It's gotta have lead changes and or genuine outcome uncertainty, which I didn't feel like there really was in anything but the Niner game, and I still didn't think the Cowboys pull it off. There has to be memorable plays or at least one big memorable play. There has to be an in-your-life, as Vern Lundquist would say, moment if you got a perfect NFL game, something like the immaculate reception between the uh, Steelers and the Raiders. It helps if there's Hall of Famers on the field on both sides. It helps if there's iconic coaches on both sidelines. It helps if there's a rivalry involved or bad blood, per se, from a previous meeting. It helps if there is some controversy charge. Mm. It helps if there is a very second-guessable decision, a la Pete Carroll throwing it with Russell Wilson at the one against the Patriots. A perfect NFL game has to have a comeback or a meltdown, a la (laughs) the Falcons in the Super Bowl. And a perfect game would have a game-ending play in which that's it, the game is over, a la the tackle of uh, what's-his-name for the Titans at the one-yard line by the Rams Uh, to end the Super Bowl. uh, It was the receiver they took instead of Randy Moss. Kevin Dyson. Kevin Dyson. Yes. Yes. Nicely done. And the last criteria, and you as a video gamer will get this reference, and it just, this is for the perfect NFL game, which may not exist. Don't go Pac-Man. Don't go Pac-Man. No. Don't go Pac-Man. All right, good. The perfect, uh, the perfect game involves at least one Easter egg. You know Mm. what I mean by Easter egg, don't you? Something unrelated to the game that is memorable, funny, stupid, unique Mm. Mm -hmm. Easter egg. 
That's the perfect NFL game. High stakes, lead changes, memorable plays, an in-your-life moment, Hall of Famers, iconic coaches, rivalries, controversies, second-guessable decisions, comebacks or meltdowns, game-ending play, and an Easter egg on top of that. An Easter egg would be like when apparently Joe Montana during a timeout against the Bengals in the Super Bowl said, hey, look, there's John Candy in the stands (laughs) before throwing the game-winning touchdown pass. It's true. Okay? (laughs) Things like that. Or, you know, a streaker on the field. That happened in Houston at halftime. A kind of referee's hat with nothing down below getting tackled. (laughs) Or, or, Or like the Janet Jackson Super Bowl. With the nipple ring, that would be an Easter egg, a bonus. So with that said, do you have any problems with my criteria? Would you like to add or delete them? Uh, Okay, let's see here. I wrote them down as you were going. I typed them out as you were going. Charges Just to make sure, because I I thought this was good. You put all the work into it. The least I could do is have it in front of me. Well, thanks. Um, Yes, I, I would have a couple of, I have a couple of minor quibbles. I would take all of them, of course. Who doesn't want them? I would say you don't have to have controversy. You don't have to have a bad call to make it necessarily, you know, like a, a dicey call that maybe went against one team. I don't necessarily need that. I don't necessarily need the coaches. I'll give you one more that, that to me, and I think most people in the fantasy football culture need, and it's points. I don't think you can have a nine to six game and have it meet most of these criteria because just the reality of a lot of punts is people just don't get excited by that. And I don't think that makes it a perfect football game. Right. I think in the eyes of most, we need to have scoring to complete, make all of these other things feel epic. Yeah. I would say that uh, things like when the Packers lost the NFC championship game to Seattle, that had almost every element. Oh. Yeah, of a perfect it NFL did. game in the most painful of ways, uh, including just stupid ass special teams plays that cost him the game. I mean, tons of things went wrong when it could not have gone wrong. I would say it had the, it had yeah. the Easter egg. That game had the Easter what egg. Was the Easter egg? In we're going to take the kit. We're going to take the. We're going to the kit. We're going to oh, take the kit. And we're going to win. That was Remember a different. That? that was a different playoff game oh, that in wasn't it. Green okay. Bay. Matt yes. Hasselbeck said that. That's okay. That, I thought that I thought that was the one, but that's a good one right there. I mean, that was a really good NFL game. It didn't quite have all the other elements. Uh, I have I one that has here. all or nearly all of them. By the way, here the Easter. You know that the Easter egg was in that Seattle win comeback against the Packers was what that was a number of pl- a number of fans left the stadium when they were down seventeen in the fourth. Mm. And then tried to frantically climb back Get in back <laughs> once they realized it had been tied up and they were going to overtime. Plus, oh. it ended on a game-ending play, an overtime touchdown pass to uh, Lockett or that other little dipshit receiver who I can't stand from Seattle. <laughs> He's good, but <laughs> little guy. Uh, Second-guessable decisions all over the place with McCarthy kicking not one but two short field goals. There was a oh, trick play. There was a that. fake field goal that the Seahawks caught the Packers on. There's the rivalry bad blood because of the fail Mary game that had occurred prior. And even though they're not in the same mm. division, you had that we're going to take the ball and score. And a lot of little Seattle, Green Bay, bad blood there. Plus the Holmgren angle, Holmgren leaving the Packers, retiring for a bit, then going to Seattle. That was in the mix there. Uh, Hall of Fame coaches, probably not. Uh, the in-your-life moment, I don't know if there was one of those. Uh, the memorable play I had was Morgan Burnett sliding 
with an interception with five minutes and change to go because his teammate turned around and said, we've won the game, just get down, with five yeah. and a half minutes to go. That's a lot of time. Could have been a pick six. So, mm. And, of course, high stakes with a gateway to the Super Bowl involved. So, all right, go ahead. You were going to say, Charge. Sorry that I I've got. I've got – well, no, that's a great one. I'm glad you had one as an example of that. I've got one on my side. All, it's my Vikings, of course, and of course, because it's the Vikings, it's them losing a playoff game. This would be 2000, the 2009 season, Brett Favre, all of the magic oh. of the season that he brought, the playoff loss to the Saints in the NFC Championship game with the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl has virtually, if not every single one of your right. criteria. Here we go. High so stakes. Here we go. Check. Check. Lead changes. Several lead changes as I'm looking Check. at the box score right now. All right. Memorable play or plays. It had long touchdowns. It had it went to it had a long kickoff return on overtime. And it had unfortunately for us, my you know, my Vikings. The horrific play and what would ultimately be the last play of that season for Brett Favre, uh, him rolling to the right, throwing across his body for the interception near the end of the game, when which the Vikings were already were in field goal range. All Brett Favre had to do was roll right and just like run out of bounds. 52-yard field goal. No, we threw across the body. With the so, iconic call. Brett Favre goes back Paul to pass. Allen. He pumps. Now he fires over the middle. Intercepted. I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. It was intercepted by Tracy Porter. Near side to the 40. And John Sullivan runs him down at the 47-yard line. You've got to be kidding me. I can't believe what I just saw. Looking at that play, he should have just held on to it, Paul. He should have. He could have easily gotten five or six yards if he would have just pulled that thing down and dove forward. But why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Oh, my goodness. What a great call by your boy. It, it hurt. You could tell. That was tough. Now, let's keep going. Okay. Through the checklist. Oh, sorry. Yeah, let me call it up here. It's on my phone, which is inconvenient, but here we go. Okay, so that was the Easter egg. The in-your-life moment, I guess that could have been it, right? Yes. I mean, this is, a, this is the best. Hall of Famers, one of the- Hall of Famers mm-hmm. for sure, uh, Breeze and Favre, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. Iconic coaches. Sean Payton for sure, right? For us, it was Brad Childress, so he, he was not an iconic coach. Right. But Sean Payton is absolutely an iconic, iconic coach. And let's remember, Bounty Gate is happening in this game. Oh, this is the that's game right. that's going to cost Sean Payton his season. The That's next right. year, Bounty Gate happening That's here. That's right. You want with, controversy, with, with which Greg, is one of your checks. With Greg g- 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 Williams, the That's extra right. seven Gs are for genius. Uh, as right. the D coordinator sitting, hit the head, kill the head. Yes. Uh, second mm-hmm. guessable decision. I guess that would be Favre's INT. Yes. That it might also be the meltdown. And the game ending play was a field goal by the Saints in OT, right? Oh, oh, yep. Overtime game ender. That's exactly right. Yep. Yeah. All right. So suggestions from other games that approach perfection with those criteria. And if I missed any, then just let me know. Or if you think there's a reason we should take one. By the way, one one more one more item for this game, and you can call it an Easter egg if you want. 
This is the game that caused all the overtime rules to change because the Vikings never got the ball. You know, the Saints had a had a had a reasonably long return on the right. kickoff in overtime. They made like two first downs, kicked a field goal, game over. Vikings never even saw the ball. That, so now, that, yeah, that that was it. that was part of it. I also believe there is a Peyton Manning game against the Chargers where he didn't get the ball in overtime, and Peter King wailed about it on mm. his Monday morning quarterback column, and that you know he had a lot of influence in the offices in New York with the NFL. So I think that one added to it. But I'm glad you reminded me of that. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone you learn by matching audio from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay. Baked Potato Girl. 
I don't know what that means. <laughs> Get a load of this. So a guy at the Chiefs game over the weekend, Saturday, saw a girl, a woman, young woman, 20s, pull out a baked potato out of her pocket. Okay. And just go. Just start eating a plain baked potato. <laughs> what the hell? Well, uh, they took the picture of her eating the baked potato and tweeted it out on social media. <laughs> of course. It, okay. It gets better. She tweets back. I caught you taking my photo as well, but I still enjoyed a baked potato and a win. How about you? And it's a guy who's in Jaguars colors. So she has the digital asset of this creepo questioning (laughs) her baked potato eating affinity. And she has since changed her title on Twitter, although it's not her handle. To KC Potato Girl. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, that's classic. So question, two questions. One, would you date a girl that eats a baked potato out of her pocket? For starters, I'm going to say yes, because here's the thing. Uh, The only way I can eat a baked potato is if you smother it in sour cream, bacon bits, and cheese. So now it's a 1,000-calorie baked potato. But not this, not apparently this girl who's probably got a one percent body fat. So yeah, I mean, you know, she's probably in great shape. She cares about what she puts in her body. I'm interested. Okay, I would never. I don't eat baked potatoes anymore. Once upon a time, I did. I just look at them like, oh, no fries, huh? Pass. <laughs> like I have, I have certain red lines. I will not eat a baked potato. It's a waste of time. It's too mealy. It's blah. And like you said, the only way to get, way to make it palatable is to load it with right. cheese and butter, and a bunch of other stuff, and bacon bits, and you name it. The other thing I will not do, period, amen, is I will not eat a chicken wing that still has the flipper on it, which is, for some reason, how Hooters thinks people like their wings. The only place I know that serves them that way. Have you been to Hooters lately? Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't, uh, and I have not been to Hooters in 30 years. So you've never seen a buffalo wing with its flipper on? No, I don't even know what you're talking about. It means the last part of the wing that tapers into a point which is the tip oh, of the wing. Yeah, I guess they normally cut the tip off, uh, right? Because yes. it's like pointy no, and stuff, there's right? No, there's no meat in there. Wow. Yeah. No, of course not. There okay. is no meat in there. But what about the people who want the skin? Well, Ew. I guess if you're desperate for it. Just order, order, order more this wings is, then. For what God's do they sakes. think? This is naked and afraid? I mean, you know, <laughs> oh, can I tell you what I hate about Hooters? Yes. And I, by that, I mean the restaurant, just to be clear. Yes. Um, here's what I hate. The, the servers, besides the fact that they're wearing these absurd outfits and the, 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 the leggings, by the way, the, the, you know, yes. it's not normal, like hosiery. Right. It's some kind of an industrial hosiery that's designed in case they were to like <laughs> spill an entire vat of hot grease on their leg. They'd be fine. They're basically this scuba is- suits. They are. They're, they're basically flesh, a scuba they're suit. They're scuba suits. That's right. So yeah. I'm supposed, I'm su- if I've had 23 beers, I will think they're not wearing anything on their legs. But obviously, these things are. But this isn't what I hate about Hooters. What I hate about Hooters is there's this implied relationship that the server tries to build with you. You know, when she walks up to you and she puts her hand on your shoulders like, hey, chief, can I get you a menu? 
And she starts building this rapport as though I'm supposed to come to the conclusion that there's <laughs> she wants me. That she wants me. Right. That this is finally I've shown up the guy <laughs> that she's been waiting for all of this time. She's only taken this job waiting for somebody just like me to show up. Sure, she doesn't know anything about me yet, but boy, when she gets to know me, it's going to be magic. And she, the, all the little nuances and the subtleties, all designed to think, make me think, I got a chance. <laughs> it's have you ever had? Have you ever had a waiter or a server or a waitress, politically incorrect, have you ever had one sit down in the booth next to you? I have offered a few times as, and as you know, forget I've got friends. I've had the I got, offering. Have you ever had one do it on her own in a flirtatious manner? I can assure you, you will be like Pete Davidson in the uh, Lonely Island video. <laughs> Jizz in my pants. You're like, <laughs> it is, it is such a power flirt move. You're like, wow, she's sitting right next to me. By me. I know. The, the now we're primal, a couple. The primal caveman brain goes, this would be like if we were dating. And if yes, we were dating, right. we'd yes. be boning each other. Oh, my God. Yes, you're at that stage. You're just one step removed, Zabe. Oh, well, the good news glorious. is the good news is Hooters is on life support as a franchise. Of it course. is about to go the way of Radio Shack and Sharper Image. So just sit tight. It's on its last legs. Now, there are newer other knockoffs. Twin like Peaks. Yes, Twin Peaks tilted skirt tilted, or tilted, tilted kilt, kilt or something. is another one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, right. They took Hooters and they said, "Look, we can do it better. We can hire better waitresses, better looking, with fewer tattoos and and nose piercings, and we can step up, you know, the quality of our wings. We won't get the ones with the flippers on. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> we just stole forty percent of your market share, Hooters. It's, Fuck off! It's over. That's it. It's over. Yes. All right. Uh, last one here. Um, how do you know coordinators are any Good. You just fired yours, Ed Donatel, who's an old dinosaur. He's been around the league forever. They were talking up this guy for the Bengals big time. And oh, an, all an, over. Yeah. Right, Ananobi. Apparently, the OC for the Eagles is in, in hot demand, and Sirianni defended him uh, big time. But I'm just wondering, how do you know who the good ones are? I, we all pretty much know here in Green Bay that uh, there's no way that uh, Matt LaFleur, or there's no way that uh, Joe Barry is any good. His track record says he's not good, and he proves it every year. But he's LaFleur's buddy, and they're not going to fire him, which is incredibly frustrating. But if you're to go out and try to find a good coordinator, how do you think they know? Or do they not know? Who's the they? The fans coaches. or the front office? The, 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 I mean, the GM, who's the they? The GMs and coaches okay. who drive the search for a new coordinator. How do you parse out this guy knows how to X and O it versus, no, this guy has Aaron fucking Donald. I think that's a big factor. <laughs> or in the case of Nathaniel Hackett, this guy's got Aaron Rodgers, and that might be all you've got. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. per case in point, perfect case in point, right? So, what, um, what are your thoughts I on think do, they, do they know, or are they guessing like everybody else? I think they know some things pretty well. I think they know play calling. And if your play calls, because, you know, over the course of a season, you'll see a thousand play calls. So, you know, they can look at the play calls and go, all right, I'm, you know, and, you know, in totality, this guy called really good plays. And, you know, most of your offensive coordinators are doing that. Most of your defensive coordinators are doing that. And that's also why the offensive, the offensive coordinators, especially who don't get to play 
do play calls, leave and go someplace where they can because that's the primary way for rec- you get recognition is are you a good play caller first right. and foremost. So, um, you know, the Vikings are in danger had had their offensive coordinator was uh, asked to, to asked to interview for another offensive coordinator job where he could call the plays. <laughs> They're like, "Yeah, hey, you might want to go check out this job." Why? I like it here. I'm oh, just saying. Might want to go check yeah. out this other job over here. Right. Okay, Even that's... though it's the same same job, but you get to call plays. Yeah. So I think that's I think that's part of one of it. And then the other part, I would assume, I hope, you'll want to believe anyway, that they know the relative talent of the players they've got. And they can tell our guys yeah. overachieving or they underachieving. Our guys developing and getting better or as the season progresses or not. I think that I don't know. I think there's a lot of criteria. I think it's three levels. One level is your scheme. Is it good for the players you've got? Is it innovative? Is it put the right guys in the right places? Secondly is play calling. And then the third thing is extruding talent from what exists on your roster. So in other words, you pick a guy who could be being used as a nickel corner and you use him and he turns out to be great. You know, talent that's sitting there that you extrude from the cracks of your roster. Mm-hmm. That would be good. But I think a lot of it is guessing. They kind of know, they think they know, but they figure we'll at least err on the side of the hot young guy, right? Or Well, inc- for increasingly, yes. I mean, right. you know, if you've had one you've had one above average season and you're under 38 years old and you're somehow connected to another successful coach, you're in. That's it. Yeah. Or you just hire your buddy like LaFleur did with Joe Barry, or you hire the son of a famous oh, court Dick jeez. <laughs> oh, man, the last year the Vikings with uh, Mike Zimmer, half our freaking coaching staff were all were, it was all nepotism. I know. Oh, it was absurd. All right, Charge. Anyway, I love Thank you, my friend. Podcast. Lots of Thank fun. you, buddy. See you later. There Bye-bye. You Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.